0: Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Pillaged Pastor. It is uh, bright and early on a Thursday morning in the Spokane, Washington area. Around again, 30 degrees out. uh, The sun should be popping its head out today, though, that'd be, that'd be good. I need some sun. (laughs) This is killing me, people. Um, Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and here we go, our topic, the question that we're asking today, are you vulnerable? Are you vulnerable in your prayer life? Are you vulnerable in your prayer life or do you keep is your prayer life? Just a, just a real private thing, real private thing. And, uh, you know what? I, I think sometimes I'm on the fence with that. And we're going to talk about it. So stay tuned. You know, I think I'm going to err on the side of saying I, I'm not so vulnerable in my prayer life. I am more of that guy who isolates and um I've got my relationship with God. I talk to him throughout the day, not just talking to myself. I'm talking to the Lord throughout any given day. I need his strength to get through. I need his peace. I need, need his his calming. And uh no, I I just I, I talk to him throughout the day. I, I pray continuously without ceasing, you know, as we're kind of told to do in the Bible. So I don't know. I mean what does your prayer life look like? Do you do the same? Are you someone who basically, do you get up in the morning? uh, Do you hit your knees and, uh, you know, have it out with God? You pray, you up, you get up, you start, start your day. Or are you one of those people who end, ends your day with a prayer, you know, and it's, it's just you in isolation and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's not where I'm going with this, but, and then it, is, is that all there is to your prayer life? So basically you're talking to God, you're connecting morning in the evening. You know, we can see that in the Bible. So again, like, Hey, great practice, great exercise. You know, I recently learned that that's, uh, even Mark Wahlberg, the actor has a, a great routine with, with pr- his prayer life and his prayer life and devotion life. But, uh, what's it look like for you? For me again, I get up. I'm like, good morning, Lord. And then throughout my day, I'm praying and I am isolated. I'm not necessarily vulnerable throughout the day. Do I share needs with others? Things that I'm praying for, prayers that I'm asking God to answer in my own life. Do I then go and share those uh, needs with others? With very few. There are very few that I share those needs with. I'm wondering how many guys are like me. I'm wondering how many other guys kind of that, that's their routine is basically they, they really think that prayer is a private matter. I don't need to go sharing with everybody things that are on my heart, on my mind. Maybe you have a spouse and, uh, she, he knows what's going on. They know what your needs are. And so you're not really having to share them. I mean, you're talking about it together. And so maybe you are a couple who regularly get together and you pray together. Well, I'm kind of uh, ashamed to say, like, I, I, I like being isolated. And if I get together with somebody and pray, and especially over needs that I have, I don't want to go on and on. I want to keep it short. And I can make a case for doing so in the Bible, keeping it short and sweet the way the Lord likes it, right? Just don't keep on going on and on as if by your many words, you're going to be heard, okay? And so I'm an isolated type guy, not real vulnerable in my prayer life. And when I do get together with others to pray, I want to keep it short and sweet. I don't want to keep going on and on. And if you were to ever invite me to a prayer, um, you know, meeting, right? If it was like a corporate prayer meeting, sure, man. If it's like a Sunday night service, everybody's there. You know, there's things to pray for. You're breaking into groups. I don't mind that at all. I actually that that doesn't bother me at all. Now, if I'm get together at somebody's house, like a small group study. And we're going to spend the entire hour or or more sometimes, I've heard. Um, I, I don't want to be there. It's, it's too, I get too anxious. I get too anxious. It's too intimate, right? There's no escape. There's no escape. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. And so that's what my prayer life looks like, man. I'll talk with God throughout the day. But there is something to be being vulnerable. So basically, I have a friend And who was praying for me the other day and, um, and she is aware of some of the things that are going on in my life. She's aware of the podcast and she's like, you know what, I'm going to be praying for you. And, uh, I seriously believe that the day that she was praying for me as she went to her little family prayer meeting, um, I truly did feel that someone was praying and I feel like there were just a a lot of great things happened that day and uh, got me to thinking because that's all I do. I just think I'm trapped in my head all the time. I'm thinking, I don't get it. You know, I pray by myself all the time. And um, sometimes, a lot of times it just doesn't feel like a door opens. And then you ask somebody to pray for you. And you involve other people in these needs and concerns that you have. And next thing you know, doors are opening and you're like, what is it, man? So the question I had yesterday, as I shared, I was like, I could tell, I could tell that uh, I was being prayed for. I knew that you guys were praying for me because so many wonderful things happened throughout the day. And um it made me feel that gosh, am I that bad that God does not hear me when I'm just praying by myself? Is it that bad? Is it me that God just doesn't like me? And so he's not listening to me. He's listening to other people praying on my behalf. Is that a legitimate? Like that's the thought that came to my mind. It came back to a self-esteem issue. It came back to a worth issue, a value issue, whether or not I was valued by the one that I approach throughout any given day in isolation. So, hey, hold that thought. We'll be right back. So is my concern a legitimate concern that, uh, you know, I pray all the time, but maybe God's not hearing me. I pray all the time, but maybe God has turned his back on me. I cry out to him regularly throughout any given day. And, um, you know, sometimes, honestly, it just feels like it's just, there's no, there's no power. There's no, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing, nothing's happening people. I mean, so, um, yet I'm very grateful. What is happening in the blessings in my life? I'm a grateful person. And so, uh, is there something to involving other people? being vulnerable with others in your prayer life and with your needs and sharing what's going on. I'm a private person. I don't want to just tell everybody what's going on in my life. I don't need their opinions. I don't, well, I definitely need their wisdom, right? But I'm not going to go share with everybody what's going on. You know, I I just, I'm not going to be that vulnerable. There'll be a few people that I could share with. I know that they'll be praying, one of them's my mom. My mom's amazing. When she prays, things happen. And sometimes, well, sometimes I involve her, but I need to involve her more regularly with specifics because when she prays, things happen. And why is that? Is that because God loves her more than he loves me? Does God love the people that I'm sharing, you know, needs with more than he loves me? Does he value them and their faith more than he values me? I don't believe that is the case. It's not, you need to do more. You need to believe more. You need to have more faith. You need to be more righteous. You need this and you need that. And and you never know when you've reached that plateau where you then could be heard and can be heard by God and your prayers be answered. What a miserable life that upsets me because you know what, like I thought this was an agreement like coming into a relationship with Jesus was by grace, you know, and we're in this covenant of grace. And that actually is true, by the way. I'm being sarcastic because we are in a covenant of grace, you know, are you reaching out to God more? Are you reaching out though? And to the things uh, that are anti Christ, if you will, and involved in things. I mean, maybe that's it. That's the only differentiation we'll make. It's like, you can be in a relationship with God, but who's your allegiance through, through practice, who is your allegiance to truly in practice, in your behavior is your allegiance more toward Christ or to the world or to a behavior, you know, is condemned by him, you know, but nonetheless, he loves us. He's hearing us, right? We're in this covenant of grace. Of course, he wants us to build up. Like the thing is, is we already have all the righteousness we need in Christ. And so it's not like you're going out doing good works because to God, your good works are filthy rags. Like you can never do enough good works to make you more acceptable to God. The only person who gives you righteousness and makes you acceptable to God is Jesus Christ who advocates for us, who prays for us. And he encourages us to do this. Jesus says in Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There am I in the midst of them. This is, this is saying, hey, I'm calling you to be vulnerable, even to the point of confessing your sins. Even to the point of saying, man, I'm botching it up in life. I'm not where I want to be. I have needs, you know, I got to pay the mortgage. I got to pay the rent. I got needs, whatever it might be. It's being vulnerable. Who, who are those people that you can be vulnerable with? These are not definitely aren't the type of people that you share with. And the next thing you know, the whole neighborhood knows what's going on, right? <laughs> That's part of my vulnerability. Like, like uh, my issue with vulnerability. It's like, I don't, I don't trust people. I don't know who these people are going to go off and share things with. Besides, I don't want anybody knowing my business, but I think there is an exception here. I think God is pretty much like, dude, you got to let people know what your business is. You got to take the risk. You got to be vulnerable. That's how I designed it to be. That's the system that's in place. That's an effective system. You got to follow the playbook. You got to know read the owner's manual and follow that manual if you want to be healthy, right? He's given us the owner manual to life. He's given us his word, and in his, his word he's basically saying and we could pull up all kinds of verses, of course, but but just this one. Just just talking about Jesus. Right? Just talking about Jesus. All right, because I love this guy. I love the God man. Him saying, listen, guys, when you're gathering together, even if it's just a couple of you, and you're being vulnerable with one another. I'm there with you. I am right there with you. I hear you. And I'm telling you, there is something. I don't know. What about you? Do you feel that you could be praying about something on your own? Nothing's happening. Next thing you know you go and you're talking to your pastor or a friend you know who loves the Lord and you're praying with them they're praying for you next thing you know doors are opening is that you I can say more often than not that is the case that is me that is my experience and uh that's uh it's it's true now let me tell you something I'm I'm uh, you know not too, uh, not too proud about not too proud about being vulnerable here. That's what this podcast is, man. There's things that, uh, you know, pastors, you can listen. To. I mean, it's the pillage pastor for a reason. There's vulnerability here to the very core of my soul after, uh, going through a very tr- traumatic season of my life, trauma and, uh, and being, um, you know, affected emotionally and mentally, by things that, uh, that happen, uh, things I allowed in my life brought me to this stage where I just want to be honest. I want to be true. I want to be able to say to you what I would never say on a church stage. I want to be vulnerable. I want to share, you know, my weaknesses, struggles that I have questions that I have, and I get to do this on this platform and in a way of being vulnerable in regards to my prayer life. And I shared this with someone last night. I said, when I was a pastor, when I was a pastor, I like to keep it short and sweet. I didn't want to keep going on and on. Like I would pray. Hey, my, (laughs) I haven't thought about this until more recently, but I was like, I'll pray long prayers just to get, you know, at the end of the service, just to give time for the worship team to get back on stage. But other than that, man, I, yeah, I'm going to pray. Was it from my heart? Yes, most definitely. I always prayed from the heart. It was real talking to God alongside others, among others. But short and sweet, would I pray for people at church that asked for prayer? Most definitely. Did I mean it? Always. Always. Did I believe that God could heal? I still believe God can heal. Did I believe that God would answer my prayer for the individual? I did believe that. And so I would pray in all honesty. But I was not, again, one to continue on and on praying in groups and calling prayer meetings. And, uh, it's, hey, man, it's probably, probably hurt me. Probably did. That's not me. I'm more of that quiet, isolated person. I always struggled with anxiety. I want things to move quickly, move along. Let's get it done. And I like, I know there's personalities just like mine. It's a per, it could be just a personality thing. And then I thought about this. I thought about how I just, I don't want too much emotion. I'm uncomfortable with too much emotion being stirred. And I think there is a root to that back in my childhood and praying. I don't want prayer to be a tra- traumatizing, a too, like, um, I don't know, charismatic experience. I, I, and it's not because it's wrong. Like some pastors might say, oh, we don't need to do that. We don't need to get all emotional and use too many words. Uh, no, no, that that's that's on the verge of being wrong no i don't believe that that's not why i kept it short and sweet and didn't want a whole lot of emotion it's kind of weird because i i am kind of an emotional person i just uh you know i keep it tight i keep it tight right um i'm not gonna freak out i'm gonna stay cool headed you know keep my calm but uh sometimes people can tell they can tell i'm pushing it down just keep pushing it down right just keep, just keep forcing all that emotion down deep into the soul, you know, and lock that door, that big old iron door. And so, um, I don't know. Not afraid of emotion. Not afraid of emotional prayer. But um, I want to keep it cool. I want to keep it calm. It makes me too anxious. I'm like a puppy. Have you ever heard like, uh, who's the dog trainer? Caesar. He's t- he says, man, you don't approach a dog and get all excitable. Right, You don't approach a dog and get all excited. The dog's already excited. You're just going to make him go crazy if all of a sudden you're like, Hey, buddy, how are you today? How are you today? You're so cute. And all of a sudden the dog gets all like jumpity. Right? And Caesar's like, don't do that. The dog's super excitable. You don't need him to get more excited. You need to be in control and show the dog who's in control and be clear with him. Allow for him to calm down. Well, maybe I'm kind of like that. That dog, maybe I'm kind of like that golden shepherd, right? You get all excited and jumpy around me. I'm going to get excited and jumpy. Just what happened, or at least nervous, at least nervous, right? It's not going to excite me. I just get a little nervous. I'm like, (laughs) right? I mean, everybody's going crazy at a concert and going, you know, nuts. They're having a good time. Where's me? I'm keeping it tight. I'm keeping it real. I don't want to get too excited (laughs) because of my anxiety. But anyway, all right, case in point where we're going with this is just plain and simple. You need to, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge myself. We together need to be just a little more vulnerable, allow for a little more intimacy in our prayer life. Don't go it alone. We ain't no lone rangers. Okay. We don't need to be going it alone. We need to be a little vulnerable, but be vulnerable with the right people We don't need people to go spreading everything around, you know, telling everyone our trash. You know, you need to be selective on who you share with. Know that they will be praying for you and see what happens. Guaranteed, man, you become vulnerable. Good things are going to happen, but be vulnerable with the right people. People, you know, love God and will be praying for you. Love God and will be praying for you. I'm going to challenge you on that. I know people who don't and can't do that. They're straight up like, hey, what what happens between me and God is between me and God, kind of like going to Vegas, right? And that's not the way it's intended to be. There has to be some sharing, some vulnerability, so that where two or three are gathered together in Jesus' name, there he is. He's in our midst. With that being said, this is the pillage pastor. Grace come down for such a sinner as I, and for such a sinner as you.